0: Watch your step. I stepped in some chicken shit. Y'all come on in now. Come right on down front. I got something I want to show you. Now y'all heard of the popcorn. Y'all heard of the dog. That's a brand new dance that's going around. I wanna show you exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the funky chicken. Y'all ready? Yeah. I say y'all ready? Okay, here we go. You raise the left arm up and the right arm too. Let me tell you, just what to do. Start boom on the feminine, start defeating.
1: All right, everybody, welcome. It is another concerned look from Stephen.
2: I'm always looking at the little, like, waves to see if, like, my mic is actually picking up things. Oh, okay. The little bouncing green bars there. Well,
1: it's definitely going. Yeah. Yeah. So we are uh, we're going, we are live, we are ready for another episode of the Silver Emulsion Podcast, and my name is Will.
2: And mine is Steven.
1: And uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about the sequel to Macross. The,
2: the proper sequel. The
1: proper sequel to Macross. It's called Macross Plus, and it came out, it's four episode A- o- OVA Ninety four, ninety five, right? Yeah, or, I think yeah.
2: the first episode is ninety four, and then I think the others are ninety five. <clears throat> so straddling that era.
1: Yeah. So. But first, we have a feedback. Ooh. We have a single feedback, even though we took a week off, and I I posted the last. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but I had an extra episode, so we didn't. We didn't skip a week in the eyes of the viewers (laughs) or the listeners. But uh, so Evan writes in about our episode on Nightbreed. Evan says... Holy shit, dude. Which (laughs) Nightbreed movie did you watch? (laughs) This was always one of those spooky features that I've seen a few times, but I don't remember catching any of the themes and arcs and puzzles that you mentioned in this glowing (laughs) review. I haven't seen this movie for over 25 years, and admittedly, I've had a weird experience with Nightbreed. On the surface, Nightbreed seems like the perfect horror movie for horror fans, It has monsters aplenty, weirdness, a violent monster shootout with police, I think, it's been a while, and some of the coolest creatures of the decade. That porcupine lady was a rad shit, and I still love that one. But Nightbreed never really delivered much to me apart from some cool looking heebie-jeebie monsters. Which is why I'm surprised there seems to be levels to it that I never caught when I was a fat kid eating frosted flakes in front of the TV. <laughs>
2: Here's how you watch a movie. <laughs> as,
1: yeah, that's how you do it. Maybe it was the fact that they were all supposed to be the good guys, even though they were hideous. Maybe it gave me a weird Garbage Pail Kids vibe. Maybe it just stunk, but it never connected much, even as a rabid horror dork. I remember watching it once when I was sick and stayed home from school. Fuck yeah, day off. <laughs> I'm eating soup, sharding in my jammies, and popping in a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Nightbreed again, but feeling sick, watching that fucking Moon Man mutant that looked like Mac tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that fucking commercial? Oh, <laughs> a mcdonald's commercial
2: oh yeah yeah that was, it was like this dude with a like crescent moon head he had yeah. like sunglasses yeah, He'd be yeah playing the piano and yes shit. yeah fucking yeah.
1: mac tonight yes <laughs> <laughs> and, and yes uh, kinski does look like mac tonight seeing that fucking reggae darth maul snort for 90 minutes <laughs> And seeing all of those ugly monsters complaining about taxes and shit just made me feel more ill. I think I shut it off and watched Days of Our Lives instead. (laughs) Nightbreed left such a bad taste that day that I watched it a few years later, and that memory of watching it while sick brought back those icky diarrhea chills, and I haven't watched it since. Mm. This is totally a personal thing so I can't judge the movie objectively that well. But even before this experience, I didn't get much out of Nightbreed, which is weird because it seems tailor-made for horror fans. I know there was always some fuckery with the release. A lot of things were cut, censored, lost, etc., and I've heard the extended cut is much better. Still, I've been on the Nightbreed gives me the shits train <laughs> and didn't care but from what you've but. From what you've described, this version seems like a different movie entirely. Is the extended version that different from the original release and that much better? From what you've laid out in a great review, by the way, (laughs) I think I'll give it another shot. Hopefully it won't make me feel like a sausage casing filled with dookie. (laughs) Good lord. Hope you gents had a wonderful Christmas, and I wish you both a happy 2020. I look forward to spending the new year with the Silver Emulsion crew. Snuggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. If you don't like Nightbreed to begin with, I don't know that the director's cut would change much because it is the same movie. But if you haven't seen it since... 20 years ago, then I would say watch the director's cut for sure. And I mean, I would imagine you'd get more out of it yeah. now than you would back then. Right,
2: right. I and mean, just that amount of time going by. Yeah. And it's younger. also,
1: it's not a horror movie. Like, it is.
2: Yeah, it feels a lot more like just a, a fantasy movie. Yeah, like it's like much a,
1: more fantasy than anything there's definitely horror and like i think of it as a horror movie but it's not like horror in that traditional sense
2: yeah and it may be that like i never think anything is a horror movie so right (laughs) so i don't know that my opinion really matters on that but yeah
1: yeah but it definitely leans fantasy like pretty much most clive barker stuff does except for the first few things he did um so yeah, I would say watch it again, which is yeah. my usual response, but
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's worth checking out if it's been that long and yeah. And as long as you can pry that away from the uh the in immediate like sickness response of right. mental association there, but
1: <laughs> well maybe the new release will will it's you know has a different rhythm to it, so maybe you won't experience the same chills. Like wow, what a, I've been sleeping on this movie for so long. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I I loved it to begin with right away, right away. So, but I also didn't see it until I was older and I had already read the book, so I don't know. I yeah. didn't have any bad Bad ideas. I do remember, though, being a kid and Evan telling me that he didn't like it. And he was, like, surprised because he was like, this guy made Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? This should be so cool. But I remember him telling me about all the monsters and stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can kind of see that because, like, I was watching it. I was like, yeah, this is not giving me the Hellraiser vibe. Like, yeah. it's not giving me that vibe of just, like, weird, outlandish just what the hell is going on right it's different uh, yeah it's a it's a much more just cohesively just straightforward narrative and yeah so it definitely did surprise me in that way and that I was expecting something more like Hellraiser's mystery and bizarreness yeah And, and as much as you don't get any explanation for these monsters really they're just yeah, they're monsters, sure. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's it.
1: Yeah, you just see them and... They don't really, uh, like, yeah.
2: demand having an explanation for them, per se.
1: No, and you don't even know what a lot of them do or anything. You're right. like, what's weird about them? They're <laughs> weird-looking, that's all I know, <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> and that's it just kind of ends there. But it's not really about that. It's more about them as the oppressed. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I say watch it again, but yeah. I mean it's been a couple of weeks since since that, so maybe you've watched it already. <laughs>
2: maybe, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I say give it a try. But yeah, it's a, it's certainly not a bad movie in any way, really. It's not you know nothing about it is done poorly or anything. So I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're gonna be like oh this, this is shitty. Why'd they do this? It's just. Yeah, the, the
1: the director's cut definitely holds together a lot better mm. um, than the, the theatrical cut, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I can't speak to the differences yeah, on that, know, obviously. But, but.
1: Right, but after we did that podcast, I watched the director's cut and the longer Cabal cut, like, the two days right after it, so, like, I saw... Th- all three of the versions in quick succession. So I definitely like hands down Mm. only want to see the directors (laughs) cut. like, it's by far the best version and it makes the most sense. And it, it keeps all the themes together, you know, like the theatrical cut, it's like it was cut by somebody who doesn't understand the story. So they kept things in and they cut things out that like don't relate. And so Mm. you don't get the same cohesiveness overall. And like this is Clive Barker. He wrote the damn book. He wrote (laughs) the movie. He directed the movie. He knows what he's doing. And they, you know, kicked him out. And the, the editor that was working on it with Clive Barker quit because they asked him to like re-edit the movie into this shitty version and he's just like no I won't butcher this movie that we've created so then they just brought in some other dude that was just like whatever I'll do whatever you say (laughs) (laughs) Uh. so yeah but uh, for now leave Nightbreed to the side and move on to Macross yeah So. so I I don't know. Yeah, where says, uh, where do we talk about Macross?
2: I guess a little uh little background that I'm I'm sure we've gone over in previous podcasts a little bit but there is a Macross two There is. that came out <clears throat> before this. It's the it's obviously it's Macross two, so it's the the sequel. Yeah. But it's kinda just a a rehashed, remixed retelling of basically the exact same story done again because okay. they were just like hey that was successful let's just tell that story again with, a, with is, new characters 80 years later but the exact same shit happens oh weird and
1: wow okay. like it's
2: just it's yeah it's it's kind of a mess but that's weird
1: is it a movie or a, a long series there,
2: it's a 6 episode series that then got squished into a movie so there is a movie version of it but the movie version i think is literally just the the six episodes without the credit sequences oh wow (laughs) so it's like they literally just (laughs) said okay we'll just run them right in a row here you go so not much of a movie really but
1: oh that's yeah that's weird (laughs) jesus yeah but that one was made without the uh yeah that was under the, the the guidance of
2: yeah, the the original crew was yeah. not a part of that one at all. That was just uh, Macross has always been kind of a weird one in that it's owned by several different companies. So the fact that any Macross anything ever gets made is kind of a minor miracle in the first place. But, yeah, um, I guess Macross Two was made by like one of these studios that just didn't get the rest of the, like the actual team behind it and was just like, let's do exactly what worked in the first one and is kind of funny that <laughs> yeah they did that way back then this is so weird yeah it's kind of i don't know kind of a precursor of all this new uh 80s nostalgia train movies we get now but <laughs> yeah um like it has it has some things about it that i don't m- mind that i actually kind of like and then but it's just it's just the original macross with lamer characters and shittier animation and <laughs>
1: <laughs> Woohoo! <It> sounds <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's
2: like yeah, like I like the mecha designs in Macross too. Like they took the original designs and then like just remolded them into sleeker, f- more futuristic oh, okay. looking stuff. So it kind of it looks like it belongs. Yeah, but it looks like so it just basically looks like the future versions of what they yeah. already yeah. have in Macross. So. That's cool. So that that Guess was they did something. Yeah. So I kind of liked that. But uh, aside from that. Yeah, it was just like hey there's more Zentradi invading and oh hey there's a e- new evil overlord of them that's uh, gonna destroy the world and oh hey there's this singing girl that uses song to convince the enemy general to not destroy the world and it's just like okay you've you've told the exact same story there's, yeah. there's this love triangle of the guy who likes the singing girl but then there's the military girl that he falls in love with and Huh. It, it's just basically, like, beat for beat everything. The same that, thing. Yeah, just, just rehashing it. And I guess uh, Shoji Kawamori, who was a big part of the original series, did a lot of the mechanical designs and then directed the movie of Do You Remember Love. Okay, He, I guess, had gone on record as, like, there should never be a sequel to this. There's no reason to have a sequel. Like, the story is done yeah. And then they made Macross 2 and he was like, "Well, you fucked it up." And so he <laughs> went to so after that that kind of motivated him to make a proper sequel to Macross yeah. that actually treated the ideas correctly or at least in his mind correctly. Right. And actually like did something with it that was not just a complete rehash of yeah. everything. And so he made Macross Plus and and that is what we watched. Yeah. So that that's how we get to this. Yeah. Which is a very different... Just stylistically and everything about it is very different from the original Macross in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, is this a sequel to the series
2: Macross
1: or the movie Macross? Because um, it seems like... <clears throat> I mean, I haven't seen the series, so I don't know how that plays out. It just seemed like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it felt like a sequel <laughs> to the thing that I watched.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, it, it's going in such a completely different direction. And, yeah. And it is a, you know, it's a movie that came out, or not a series anymore, that came out 10 years after the movie that we watched. Right. Which itself came out like a year or two after the series. So, right. Um, So there's this huge gap between those two and a lot of just changes in uh, just anime in general and how things are done and stuff, but also just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a very different story and it's,
1: yeah, well then that's, that's the thing. Like I just don't, like I knew going into it, this is the proper sequel. There should be no sequel to Macross, but we made one. Here it (laughs) is. This is the real shit. And so I watched the Macross movie, I thought, that's great, there should be no sequel, it ends where it should end, I don't see any point in right, continuing, right. and then you said that the the series has another season that continues past that point.
2: Right, and that's more of just a, like, okay, there's Zentradian humans living on Earth, they're trying to get along. Yeah. And that's kind of... And there's a little bit of that. They're also going out into space and exploring around, further out into space a bit. And yeah.
1: Well, because isn't I mean Earth is all fucked up, right?
2: Right, right. And that's kind of like in Macross Plus, a lot of it, most of it, takes place on Eden, on this right, planet that, that, that they've, they've colonized because the Earth is so fucked up. Yeah. Right? They're trying to find other places to live, and oh hey, here's a planet we can habit, can inhabit and colonize, and so yeah. there's building up these colonies elsewhere and also I think think a lot of it is also just the recognition of oh shit, there's aliens out there that can kick our ass we need to have a broader presence around to to be more aware of what the hell is going on in our neck of the universe just to be able to gauge threats, understand what's happening out there. So there's a lot more expansionist nature of it, just to of set up a defensive i concept around it right like to,
1: but my question about that is these aliens zentradi we created them right
2: um no no they're the split between human and zentradi happened in prehistory the because they that's like tens of thousands of years ago that that split occurs okay like it's it predates any written records on Earth. That okay, like it, this happened in like caveman days, basically. And how did that happen? Um, so basically, it's a, it's the exact opposite of what you said. We are a split from the Zentradi. Okay. The, that the human race is some offshoot of the Zentradi that somehow got isolated onto Earth. Uh, okay. And stayed on Earth, and that that's how humans became humans and the zentradi were still out there in space and just didn't even know earth existed anymore okay, they, okay. they'd lost track of it
1: i knew that they were part of us but i didn't i don't know that i ever understood maybe i did but i just forgot but yeah so it's for some reason i thought that we created them and then the the girls
2: who are the girls they're basically the exact same it's just that they're girls instead of guys it's like the 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 culture that this galaxy-spanning empire that used to exist... Oh, they just live separate. Yeah, so there, there was basically the males, and then there was the females. And they, they reproduce by some kind of cloning function or something. They don't okay. actually mix the genders. And so, and so,
1: on Earth, we ended up as this little Petri dish right. version of them.
2: Yeah. Okay, okay. So, and... In the grand scheme of things, for at least for Macross Plus, that doesn't relate too much to anything.
1: No, I don't, this, I don't think The Zentradi so.
2: are, are mentioned here mainly in a historical sense in that this takes place 30 years after the original Macross. Yeah. So there ha- So after that war, that war ended 30 years ago. And so, and you see that in the last episode, they're having the 30th anniversary right. of this newly established government. And so yeah, it's this yeah. big celebration they're doing. Um, and the other way it impacts the story, I guess, well, I guess there's the minor bit at the very, very beginning where it's just showing off Isamu being a badass pilot and blowing up some Zentradi out in space. There's still...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't even connect that those were those guys. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's just those were just random Zentradi raiders that oh, okay, just wander okay. around the galaxy, being yeah barbarians basically, <laughs> and and so that that being the threat that people that humans are trying to kind of expand this basically they're trying to establish some kind of border and a territory yeah. in space that they can protect that makes without makes the These random roving bands of barbarians yeah. just running in and just blowing crap up. We've, we've at least got some. If nothing else, an early warning system and prep right. time to—they're coming. You know, some so a lot of that—that that, you know, just politically is what's going on in the series at the time, but it's not focused on that in the slightest. No, it's just not at all. It's telling its own story in that world, right? But it's just letting that world be. Yeah,
1: the where it really comes in is that main character, not right. Gold
2: mean. being half Zentradi. Right. And the Zentradi being bred to be a warrior race, him being half Zentradi means that he has a lot of this genetics in him to be this violent maniac. Yeah. And that comes into the into the main line, what's actually going on in the story is. Right. And so that's really the only way the Zentradi truly matter to this story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I mean, because I thought, like, well, maybe there's some other half-dude or one of them girls that's, like, just there and I don't know it, or whatever. There
2: probably is, I mean, um, I think at the end of the original Macross, the entire, like, the entire human race is now, like, maybe a couple hundred thousand people. Like, all of humanity has been reduced to several hundred thousand. Okay, okay and there's probably millions of zentradi and meltron you know, like so probably a lot of the people you see in the backgrounds are are mixed oh, or okay. are descended from zentradi or meltron like yeah. i would assume so that that's just how it would have had to have happened or, right you know some of them are bound to have been uh, zentradi that have, cuz this is basically one generation after that war Right. So you've probably got kids from that that are mixed or right. uh, just Zentradi who integrated into human culture and had kids of their own or something. Yeah. So there's probably a good deal of that in there. It's just gold is the only one where that becomes it's a factor. Right there, yeah. Um, but who knows? Some of the other characters might be as well, and you just. It just doesn't come up. Yeah,
1: right. You don't know. I just assumed it was me, not... <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing
2: that. Yeah, I mean, there's no specific visual cue that you right, can look okay. at and say, oh, that's a Zentradi. Because yeah. they're basically human.
1: Well, they have the green skin.
2: Yeah, if you see, like, the green skin, I don't think it really has any... And, like, even gold. His skin isn't really green. Sometimes it is. It's it's a little, it's darker, like, in the right lighting, they give it a, a kind of yeah. a greenish cast, but...
1: Yeah, it's definitely not green like the other dudes were. Yeah, it's, like, it's if, lighter for if sure. you
2: saw him outside of this context, you wouldn't assume, oh, that's some kind of alien, or... Yeah. You, you'd assume, like, oh, it's just some, like, darker-skinned race. He might have some ethnicity to him, but, it's like, if it... It doesn't look inhuman, yeah. You know, like it do- it doesn't look so far outside of what you might color a human skin tone to be.
1: There was just a couple of of shots where they colored him or it was either green or his hair was green or something like that. Yeah, was-
2: his, his hair is kind of greenish okay. and I think that might be uh, the best visual cue, and there are a number of characters in this that have green hair. It's just background people oh, okay. walking around that do have kind of green hair. I miss that. Thing. And this being anime, you don't really you don't know, know, know if that means anything. <laughs> like, sometimes it's just people have weird colored hair because it's anime. Yeah. And that's just one of the... the like, hair is is a big identifying factor of characters in anime, in and that that's that it's it's just one of the visual cues that artistically anime has evolved to use as an identifying marker. And that's why anime hair is so weird. Okay. Is that they are deliberately making it distinct to a character so that you see, oh, there's that goofy hairdo, that's Joe <laughs> or yeah. that's whoever, you know, so it's just at a glance, you know that character yeah. by their hairstyle. That makes just, sense. and so having bright vivid colors is one of the Specific yeah. <laughs> techniques they use to make a character more identifiable. So it's questionable whether in this one, whether you see someone with green hair or outlandish hair color to go, oh, that's a Zentradi or just descended from Zentradi, or right. whether it's just, oh, that's just somebody with anime hair. <laughs> but right, right. I have, a, like, most of the characters in this are very realistically drawn compared to other anime yeah so i would say that for the most part if you're seeing somebody with green hair in this it means that they are uh zentradi or just have zentradi in them that makes sense so that that's how i would interpret it but that's not completely necessarily going to be 100 percent accurate but right that's how i would just immediately interpret a a particular moment or character that you see Yeah, Gold is the only one of the main characters that does have that green hair. So Yeah, for the, sure. The principal characters that are actually talking and interacting and doing things are yeah. probably all human.
1: Yeah, that's um, what it seemed, but I I wasn't sure it was just me or
2: yeah so i I think you got that right on that (laughs) That all right like certain like i I I imagine something right yeah i I imagine like lucy (laughs) and millard and yang and all them are just
1: i don't you're throwing all these names at me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know
2: but yeah just narratively it's so different because it's so small scale focused whereas the original Macross is this epic world shattering right of story and this is just two guys with a grudge that get assigned to the pretty much the same job and yeah and they and just kind of kind of yeah yeah it's like it's it's not trying to be this epic story it just wants to be its own little small-scale adventure
1: yeah and so that's what's weird to me like this is the true sequel
2: <laughs> <laughs> like really <laughs> Really? It's kind of strange. Like, I kind of get, because like you said, it's like, what do you do with a sequel to Macross? What do you do? Right. Like, you're like not going to match that kind yeah. of scale and that kind of... Oh, I can understand and that, And so, yeah. like, if you're not even, if you're not going to really match that without just completely blatantly ripping it off yeah. the way Macross 2 does... Go smaller. You just tell a, a smaller scale story. and Yeah, and that makes sense, I guess. And, uh... It kind of has all of the, the vital components to a Macross story. Well, you, pop singer. And... Y- yeah, you've, you've got, like, <laughs> pop music. The fucking
1: fighter jets. jets that turn yeah. into
2: robots. <laughs> love triangle. <laughs> like, it's it's got, like, the main things that make Macross Macross. Yeah. And just kind of updated to the, And I think one of the biggest, just visually it's so different because animation techniques had just altered so drastically by that point.
1: Yeah, and there's all the CG stuff. Yeah,
2: and Macross Plus is definitely kind of at the cutting edge for the time of what was going on with character design and animation techniques and computer involvement in it all. And the original Macross is not, was actually kind of, if anything, lower budget and older style for its time. It's definitely like the original series for sure is definitely was very low budget and was just kind of barely hanging together oh, in wow. terms of like financially just getting it wow. to m- made. It was a very low budget series, uh, very much kind of what you would consider a B movie, except not a movie. obviously. Yeah. But like it's, it, it would have been in that aspect of just like the minimum they could do to put a series together. Wow. And I, I know a lot of that got outsourced to Korea yeah. Um, just because they just had to get the cheapest labor they could for getting Jesus. the thing animated and stuff. Wow. And the movie Macross, do you remember? Love is a, a higher scale, of course. But yeah. That yeah, one, that one seemed pretty good. Yeah, and that one, of course, was when the series had been super successful and it made a bunch of money and could actually yeah <laughs> uh, put out a higher quality product. But so there's there is definitely this huge gap in there, and I and I think Shoji Kawamori, <clears throat> like, this is kind of his baby, so to speak. It's it's as much as, like, he basically wrote it and came up with it, uh, co-directs it. It uh, doesn't, uh, so there's, he has a co-director on this one. But he's listed as the director, and then yeah. uh, Shinshiro Watanabe is listed as co-director. So I assume uh, Shoji Kawamori was kind of in charge. Yeah, main dude, and then the yeah. other dude is, like... Kind of helping out, and... yeah doing a lot of stuff but so it, it's kind of his baby and in a way that the original macross wasn't because he was he had a smaller role to play in the original one yeah and he he was one of the main designers for like the robots and stuff but he wasn't in the creative role that he played for this so there's certainly some distinction there as well okay. in that he did not write the original macross or come up with the characters or the main story arc uh-huh and w- whereas for this one he kind of did i think do a lot of that creative lifting uh, yeah on that stuff but and it was also just like yeah you, you just wanted to tell a good story that was macross rather than <laughs> have this macross two be the legacy of yeah. of the franchise yeah mm.
1: When well, and it's continued with Yeah, him, yeah, it's still... So he's, he's
2: usually been in, kind of in charge of most of the Macross stuff that's come out later, so... Yeah,
1: so for the guy who said there should never be a sequel... Right. He just keeps cranking them out.
2: Yeah, I, I think it was kind of like, well, the dam has been burst. We've explored beyond the original yeah. story. Might as well keep going at this point. We've already kind of trampled through the mud. And just, <laughs> let's just keep going. <laughs> Make the most out of it.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, keep making money.
2: I guess uh, the question is, did you enjoy it?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I I honestly don't know, because it's like the build up of this is the true sequel (laughs) is like is pretty heavy, and the the idea in the original Macross where like because I wasn't like a hundred percent on board that whole movie, but you know, that end part for sure, you know, was was great. And but the idea of there's a war, they find a song, the war ends because of this song. Mm-hmm. It's very musical. It appeals to me. I like music. Right. And um so i don't know like where do you go from there they fucking ended the thing they got the song there's no war like
2: right who cares
1: you know what the fuck so it just doesn't make any sense to be a sequel so now here they are this is the shit (laughs) okay and like i'm I'm ready to go here what is what's going on and then it's just kind of like these two guys they're doing their fighter pilot thing and, and it's all right it's not it's not like bad but it's just like, oh, come on! Like, <laughs> this is a sequel. What's, ah. The last episode is pretty good, though. I do like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is the weird part. Is like, you don't even see the Macross until like the end of episode three,
1: right? And it's just like hanging out. Yeah, it's so just not doing anything. Air. Yeah,
2: it's it's parked in a lake. And... Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like, and that's cool. And but even even that's like. I don't know because <laughs> there's there's definitely the idea with this where they have the the pop singer and it's kind of interesting to where like she's the ai and she has yeah. like the HAL i girl right, going right. and they are using her emotions from the girl like that's interesting when she goes evil it's not that interesting to me but the subversion of original Macross, where like the song saves the day, now the song is like destroying, kind of. Yeah, and like it, now it's
2: being misused. Yeah, it's, like it's, <laughs>
1: it's not the same thing because the song itself is not doing it, but the 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 singer, the the, the method yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so I thought, like, because I was under the impression that they created the Zentradi I thought like some fucking human made them and then somehow they got out in the world. I didn't remember. And so then I was like, okay, well, humans are making this (laughs) song. They're like, it's not a, it's not organic. It's they're trying to make a digital singer. (laughs) They're trying to like recreate organic stuff in digital realm. And it's just never going to be the same. And now it's like becoming evil. So I thought maybe it was a thing like that but then, like, meh. I mean, and it is, but... Yeah,
2: I, I and mean, that's certainly a way you can take it. But yeah, but like, I
1: don't know. Like, as a whole thing, I don't know. It seems like it could be shorter. I guess that's my... I feel and, like... Well,
2: it certainly can. The movie is shorter. The movie's the shorter. The movie uh, version that re-edits this down into yeah is probably a good half hour shorter, I would think.
1: Okay, and we'll see. That's probably better. I read that they wrote it as a movie and then for some reason they had to they only got money to do it as shorts or whatever.
2: Yeah, that that was my understanding of it was that they that originally it's it was always intended to be a movie, but then they just didn't have enough budget so they only made the first episode that we get. And then that goes out. It makes some money. They now have money to make episode two. Yeah. They put that out. It sells. They make some money. They can put out episode three.
1: But this is Macross. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't know. It seems like, I mean, that first Macross is like a big deal. and made all this money. Give them money to make fucking part two. This is the real <laughs> sequel. <laughs> this is a real deal. You can't get any money. Yeah. I don't know. And, it seemed
2: weird. I mean, and, and this is also the thing is, the production values on Macross Plus are pretty much through the roof. This that's is, true. This they is are super top-notch. Yeah, like they, they are pretty they high. They could have probably done a movie on the budget of the first episode, and it just wouldn't have looked anywhere near as good.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: And this is... Like, I've, I've heard somebody say that this is the best OVA ever made. Okay. And I thought... It, like, after I heard that, I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I can't think of an OVA that's better. There's certainly not one that's better animated. Yeah. And... Just with as much uh, solid characterization and, and right. just plotting and all, all of this stuff. Just I was like, yeah, I can't think of anything that really tops it. Yeah,
1: it is solid on that level for sure.
2: And yeah, I just, I mean, and this is one of my favorites. This is one that I watched over and over in high school. This was. Yeah. And I've, and I think maybe I'm not having. I've never had the problem you had because. I was always more familiar with this than the original Macross. Okay. So it never, like, I probably was introduced to both of them at roughly the same time. Yeah. And so
1: you didn't come into it when, like, all right, here's the real deal. Right, right. This is right. the sequel.
2: Like, this and Macross 2 and the original Macross, like, all of that was just right at the same time for me. Yeah. And it was just like, here's this franchise of Macross, all of the different things that happen in it. And right.
1: Yeah, that would definitely be a different experience.
2: Yeah, so I, I never went into it with, like, it should be this huge, grand, <laughs> epic. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it, it I can kind of see where you're going into that, of like, expecting it to be this huge.
1: I don't know that I thing, needed but... it to be huge, but just, like, it feels like instead of... Because the first one feels like, that's it, I don't think there should be a sequel where would you even go with the sequel? It seems like it's resolved. And so then I... What I'm curious about is, like, well, how do you resolve that? How do you go forward from that? And the choice to dial it all the way back to this very simple sort of fighter pilot sort of bickering thing is just like, well, that's like any fucking movie. Like, that could be anything. Like, and so it just seems... right. right. It just seemed kind of like, ugh, come on, like you should have just like I I get that you wanted to like erase Macross Two, and that's you know yeah. commendable, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think I think to to add to it is that this is what it wound up being, yeah, not necessarily what it was supposed to happen in in terms of ideas. There is a series called Macross 7. Have you seen that one? Um, No that one has never gotten a proper release but it is basically it it is a series that was set at the same time as this and it was being made at roughly the same time as Macross Plus. Yeah. And so it, it use it takes place like maybe a year or two later when the jets that they are testing here our actual production oh, models okay. and, and so they're they're That's the, cool. they're the so basically this was I think intended not to just be its own thing but to be a prequel to that series okay that makes to set sense. up this bigger series that was supposed to be happening yeah and then that series got cancelled after only making a few episodes so I think that series was kind of supposed to be the true sequel um. and that this was more of a lead-in to that but that series got canceled for some reason i don't know why huh because when i looked that
1: up because i was looking that up because the it was like made at the same time and i was very like like why would they make this thing plus this other series and it i mean maybe i didn't look too deep but it seemed like it was a full 20 something episodes
2: yeah i think it was i think it was certainly intended to be but when i I thought it was just a few episodes actually got made oh, and okay. released, and then it got cancelled and just kind of died man i don't
1: let me look it up' because I swear to God I looked it up and it was like a whole bunch, and I looked it up on eBay and there was yeah, and people selling the whole series. Hmm. let me look it I'm gonna break
2: my rule I'm and and maybe up. I'm just like misunderstanding how much of it was completed before it got shut down. Macross seven, let's
1: check it out. The show ran. 49 episodes were aired.
2: Really? Yeah.
1: Huh. For, 49 episodes plus three encores.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I'm thinking of the encores, then. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I'll have to look that up again. It, it's been a while since I ever looked into that. I, I honestly... Like, this time watching it, I didn't even like think about Macross 7. <laughs> it wasn't even on my mind until just now. I was like, oh, yeah, they did make... That. So maybe that's Uh, more of yeah
1: no a spacecraft called Macross Seven leads the colonial fleet on a colonization mission into deep space. hmm. The story focuses on the fleet's encounters with an alien force called the Proto Deviln Devil Proto Deviln because it's D E V I L N. -N 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 devil devil yeah Uh, (laughs) the
2: proto devil
1: and especially events surrounding a rock and roll band called fire bomber
2: (laughs) oh shit
1: featuring all of these guys and full-blooded zentradi the fittest fees (laughs) so i assume he's playing drums but i don't know uh, flagship is the macro seven composed okay. of two parts battle seven and city seven <laughs> yeah so that's ready to go
2: all right cool
1: but yeah it never got released yeah i think here.
2: i think macros plus is basically the last macros we got released in a, yeah in English, officially i
1: believe so and that's weird because like and if this thing was made at the same time
2: yeah it's not like, it like, get like, released too and that goes back to what I mentioned before of Macross being owned by multiple companies, and that it's just a kind of a miracle whenever anything Macross gets made in the first place. Yeah. And then you need an extra miracle on top of that to actually legally release it anywhere else, because every one of those companies needs to be on board for it. Well, then and how they did all Macross need a, Plus get here? Yeah, I don't even know. That's crazy. <laughs> that one, I, I mean, I, I think it really is a miracle we got that one at all. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like holy crap how did we even get a hold of it and right and might even just be because of um, being the 90s and things just being a lot looser and a lot less yeah um, a lot m- anime production in the West at the time was a lot, a lot more it was more of a Wild West kind of a thing like nobody really had rules and set stuff set down. this was right. kind of the beginning of anime as an industry. Yeah, um, like certainly, like anime had come to the West before, like Astro Boy,
1: and right? But not like. in the same way,
2: right? Like the ver the first time, as far as I'm aware, that anime came out in-, in America as anime, as like here's something from Japan. This is a representation of Japanese culture and Japanese cinema. Yeah, rather than just hey kids, here's a cartoon without right. mentioning that that we redid, we- <laughs> <and laughs> yeah, like <edited> and- <laughs> yeah, like right. Like, the first time that really happened, that any attempt was really made to make the actual Japanese thing available was, like, maybe 1990. Hmm. I think that's probably the earliest that ever really happened. And this is 95 when this series was made. Yeah. Maybe 96 when we get it in America. So we're talking, like, five-ish years yeah. Like we're still really early on in this process of localization in and marketing towards an actual right. fan base. And so there's I think just legally there weren't a lot of uh just practices and habits that had been done of like yeah. signing things over and stuff. And a lot of weird kind of shit had happened like that way before and specifically with Macross even um with the Transformers, but the rights to uh, some of the Macross toys. Oh,
1: okay. And so
2: there's a Transformer, Jetfire, who is literally just one of the Valkyries from Macross. Oh. Like, just one of those, the Jets from Macross, Do You Remember, Love? Like, that, that toy of that, from that movie, is Jetfire from the Transformers oh, that so was weird. released in the 80s. And then that got into this big, huge lawsuit, because Harmony Gold, who made Robotech, purchased all rights to Macross in the U.S., in the yeah. West. And then Hasbro had this rights to some of these toys, but Harmony goes like, no, we purchased all rights. We yeah. have all rights. <laughs> and, and so it was like this huge, like, what the hell do we do? Like, who actually has the rights to this product, this toy right, line? Right. And so it's just, like, things were just a confusing mess. And I don't think that ever got resolved or even argued in court because neither company wanted to spend the money on lawyers for something that was probably going to not get them any real benefit in the end, even if they won Yeah. so Transformers just kind of stopped producing that toy and and Um. the character they kind of remodeled for the comic books and I think he showed up in a different form in the cartoons, and so that character just does weird shit and then they just stopped making the toys for it, and now he's plain fire (laughs) Actually, I think they named him Skyfire. Skyfire. I
1: was, this was my fucking joke, and they actually did just rename him. Jesus Christ. But, like, it's just,
2: yeah, so it was just, like, that kind of weird shit was happening all the time back in the 80s. Yeah. And then you go into the 90s, I think there's still a good chunk of that left, and just, like, just weird stuff of people just grabbing it and go, like and now you can just email the guy in Japan and get clarification or something. Right. And back then that was a lot harder you, to actually communicate, yeah to mail up a
1: phone and yeah, talk and then, to him and
2: yeah, and so there's was a lot more of that. Um this was one of I think the earliest and biggest releases of manga entertainment yeah ghost in the shell being their other really big claim to fame from this time period like and that was that company had just started And they have ninja scroll too yeah yeah i think they had ninja scroll
1: that's a big one
2: yeah they had a like they were just starting out and they were like okay let's get some really good big hard-hitting like things we can yeah, really market and make in. some fucking money on yeah it. <laughs> it's just like it's like if we're gonna jump into this pool we're gonna cannonball into this pool yes. <laughs> like and so they Do they it. got some really big titles and they s- jumped into the scene, and I don't know, maybe some of that was just either had no good ruling done on it, or just was done a little cut corner in ways that... Yeah, I like, feel
1: like the fact that it's four episodes, as opposed to Macross 7, made at the same time, but long as fuck...
2: That might have a lot I to feel do like it too. I feel like
1: that's kind of a big deal, where like we can get a Macross thing... But it's only four so like it's not as much money maybe and especially if people aren't properly licensing things or you know because this assume assuming they would have to go through harmony gold in the us
2: right and that's that's always been a big thing but it's like as much a just that macross is owned by several different companies so like yeah Uh, It just winds up getting this massive snarl of bureaucracy and red tape of getting everybody on board to agree (laughs) to it and then just to get it made in the first place. And then they've all got to agree to whatever licensing deal to get it out over here somewhere else and then you're jumping across language barriers and you've got right now you've got another publisher in on it to do the american side and uh, jesus it's just it just becomes such a tangle that nobody really ever gets through it (laughs) or even if they're trying to and probably most of them just look at it and go oh my god we can't just i'm not even touching this mess
1: (laughs) it just seems like i don't know because my friend was all about macross when when like we were in high school So, to me, Macross is like, oh, it's fucking Macross. Even though, like, I never watched it. I didn't know shit about it. But, like, he was so into it that it makes me, like, 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 I revere the name Macross. (laughs) And so... Like just the idea of like I don't know man if they release some of this shit they could make some money. I'm I'm like sure they could. I mean there's a your bunch shit of together. different stuff. I mean get your shit together.
2: Macross Frontier and Macross Zero and
1: yeah there's all these series. And like come on man. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but I think yeah I would I would love to see Macross Seven if that
1: yeah well there's there's uh english subbed bootlegs on ebay if if you're if you're inclined (laughs) there seems to have been uh you know there's quality japanese releases but japanese releases don't have english subs but uh, that's where the the bootleggers have (laughs) bridged the gap (laughs) (laughs) pretty much (laughs) Uh, and i'm sure there's uh ways to get it without purchasing it as well right um Until somebody gets their shit together,
2: which will basically never happen.
1: I I I like the I like hope keep hope alive. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just someday maybe the way I am. I yeah, you know, I fucking I keep keep hope alive, and you know things happen.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, people told me for years that there would never be Shenmue three, and. I held on to hope for <laughs> the last twenty years, and here it is. I'm playing it, so okay. you yeah. never know
2: yeah. could happen but.
1: the same thing with Nightbreed, you know oh, that yeah, they yeah, lost yeah. the negatives for twenty years, and everybody gave up hope, and it was never gonna happen and then through the the passion of the fans, they fucking hunted down all these work prints, and it got people interested into actually trying to find the negatives and then companies got involved and they fucking found them and restored it. And then Clive Barker got to make his fucking movie that he always wanted to. So I think, you know, I mean, there's probably an infinite number of stories where it doesn't work out, (laughs) right? (laughs) but two things very near to my heart, it it did work out. So, So, you know, it's always a possibility. I would love, I just, I feel like, like, come on, just get your shit together and release it. Just put it on the internet. I don't know, fucking. It just seems so easy. Like you could make money, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I wish I had an ability to license things. If I had like, yeah, a, yeah. you know, a huge amount of capital, I would like just, just cut out the bullshit. Let's just get it done. Let's mm-hmm. get it out here for people to to, to watch. People want to see their fucking Macross, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Uh, yeah. Fucking companies getting in the way. Yeah. How dare they own things. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I but don't know. Yeah, that one's... Uh, that one is uh, supposed to be a really weird one. Seven. Yeah. So, to Macross Plus. Yeah. So, this is one that uh, I watched time and time again. I think if there's anything I ever watched more, it would be Project Echo. Like the, those are probably just the top 2 for most rewatched anime in his yeah. life.
1: Macross Plus specifically.
2: Yes, Macross Plus specifically because original Macross has always been kind of hard to get because it was Robotech was always like Right, lot and they yeah. And I would honestly even enjoy watching just Robotech again. Yeah, because I haven't seen that since I was a kid. But um, just because Robotech is in and of itself kind of an interesting, oddball thing the version of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a and the way it just melds it with the other series and stuff. It's yeah. I don't know that it's going to be anything close to the proper quality the of real the, deal Macross. Yeah, yeah, but it it would definitely be an, it's it's an interesting one that that is one of the few if not the only uh, anime things that i would actually want to see the english dub of simply because it was done so weirdly and yeah i have wound up uh watching the uh, those other two series uh, Mosfita and Southern Cross in there their original go. forms so those are available somewhere somehow yeah they're
1: all I, on amazon prime yeah right now
2: macross plus actually has kind of an interesting dub that was the first way I encountered this was uh
1: dubbed
2: that was the, what that was the first way I ever watched this series what was dubbed because this what? was back this was back in the VHS days you watched what you had
1: <laughs> yeah no my friend and, had the vHS of this as well so.
2: and so i I had the dubbed vHS that was uh, some bootleg my brother got Who for bought summer. the dubbed one <laughs> that, that was my brother he got this from I suspect he he rented it from the one place, the one rental place that had anime stuff. And that was probably just the only version they had. Yeah, yeah. And so he rented that and copied that onto his own blank VHS. And that's the version that I watched at first. Yeah. And then eventually, because I loved it so much, I bought the actual real deal. And of course I bought it subtitled. Okay. And so then, from then on, I only ever watched it subtitled. And for this one, I I didn't watch it. I just poked around a little bit here and there in episode 4 just to yeah cuz there there is some interesting aspects to the english dub and it was cause, one i remember it being one of the better english dubs out there okay and and poking back at it again this time i was not impressed but <laughs> <laughs> i still think it might be one of the better dubs out there from the 90s but that's yeah that's still like so at the high watermark of a of a pretty not <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> good
1: dubs are pretty bad in general.
2: Yeah, and nineties anime dubs were usually worse than they are now. I think they've they've gotten a lot more of uh acting talent towards them now. Um, yeah. and a lot better uh, directing and emphasis on it and like people actually trying to make it good rather than just <laughs> put out whatever we They'll
1: can. They'll fucking watch anything. It doesn't have to be good. <laughs> just say the damn lines. <laughs>
2: Uh, I I, I feel like this was probably one of the better ones of the era though Um, yeah but interestingly enough um, the sound effects were totally different oh really? like they totally changed out all the sound effects and that I don't remember at all I was like wait that did not sound uh, like switching between the audio tracks like oh my god they totally changed up every sound effect in this whole damn thing oh that's weird and I thought about it and I kind of have a theory that maybe, um, this is the mid nineties. Okay. You get whatever you sign this deal with the company. They give you whatever the goddamn hell version yeah. they give you. And that's what you get to they probably just had one audio track for the entire thing. They probably didn't have like a vocal track and a sound effect track and a background music track or like uh-huh. anything modern day. I'm sure you've got like every, line of dialogue has its own track, every sound effect has its own track. And you can probably just throw that into the computer, isolate that, pull that out, throw in your own
1: Yeah, if they give you the masters. But I mean right. even back then they would have multi track masters, whether the Japanese people would give them that Exactly. Right. And
2: that that's the thing that where going back to what I was talking about before, about this just being the Wild West of localization. Like, yeah. who the hell knows what the Japanese guys... They were just going to give you whatever the hell version they gave you. Yeah, You were stuck with it. Right, that's right. what you've got. And so I was thinking, maybe they just couldn't pull out the vocal tracks and just had to just redo the audio from scratch. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. They've probably got access to the actual soundtrack, the actual songs individually, so they could yeah. edit those in with the right timing but then they'd have to do all of the vocals and sound effects for themselves and huh. so maybe it was something they had to do or maybe it was just like ah they don't care <laughs> right, right. <laughs> let's just redo all the sound effects it doesn't matter <laughs> but it was kind of weird of like dang these sound effects are totally different sound effects what the hell <laughs> So, uh, that's an interesting aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that I was most...
1: Were the good sound effects?
2: Where The, where the, the most interesting aspect of it is the main song that you, you hear it at the very beginning of the, of the first episode. Yeah. Um, then it's, it's the thing that Gold gives to Meung as, is like, this is my good luck charm. Is the, and he gives her this little future Walkman. Okay. She, when she boards the ship and she, she like, puts in the little headphones... And then she's taking off in the spaceship, going to her... And it plays that song. Yes. That's not background music. That's her actually playing the music that he gave her. Okay. And that is the song that she used to sing when she was in high school and wanted to be a singer. And so that's her song that she wrote and that she sang. Yeah. And so that's his good luck charm that he's always carried with him for years. Is this song that she made as a kid.
1: Yeah, see, like, I... I knew that she was singing that song, but I didn't get that it was her song yeah. from the kid era.
2: Yeah. That was like from when they were all friends together in high school. And like that, yeah. was, that was the song that I okay. assume she wrote it. Maybe yeah, it's yeah, yeah. something else that she was just singing, but um, so that was like her song. And so it's just giving her all those memories of the past. And that's why she's crying there. But that's also the song that she sings in episode four that, wakes up isamu
1: yeah and see like that happened and i didn't even get that she was singing it and that's why he woke up like i was watching it and it's like
2: wait what <laughs> <laughs> I was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> right there there's a number of things in this that took me many watchings to really pull out of it yeah like i
1: read a synopsis at i like i watched it and then i was like okay i need to like try to remember what the fuck just happened or try to figure it out and then i read that part and it was just like yeah she sings this song from and i was just like how do i know that that's the song from her youth first of all and second of all how what did they show her singing that
2: they they actually do this they is one do? of the few anime that i can think of where they actually lip sync the animation okay. to the song like there's actual scenes where where um cuz uh sharon kind of like blanks his mind and he's like
1: yeah i d- to the yeah and
2: then it starts playing that song right and it gives you a close up of Mew and she's laying uh, there on the table uh, okay. and she's actually and she's singing, singing the song you see her mouth moving okay. with the lyrics She's yeah, actually singing it, that. and but how the fuck does he hear that? That the um, power of music. <laughs> <laughs> that I actually think is Sharon. She's established radio contact. Oh,
1: because uh, like because uh, there's yeah. that
2: scene where she's showing him. Like there's a scene where Gold and Isamu are talking, and yeah. and they're like, "Hey, i are, How are you doing over there? like, "And yeah, I'm almost finished up over here is like let's get a drink after we're done with this and go hang out and stuff and yeah that is actually being broadcast to meung sharon is actually patching meung into that she is uh, hearing that okay. that's why she is getting this huge reaction during that scene where uh-huh. she's just suddenly looking out the window like oh shit because she now knows gold is there and she now yeah. knows that they're talking that they're friends again uh, and that's totally just blowing like okay. holy shit like this is this because Sharon is actually patching her into that. And I think oh, Sharon okay. is is letting her talk to them as well. Uh, and that, that there's a lot of this weird that little... That makes sense. And so I think that's why... And you kind of mentioned, like, Sharon going evil. I don't think she's actually evil. She's definitely the antagonist. But I don't think she's as much a villain. I think she's actually trying to get these people back together as friends. You think so, really? I think that's her her real ultimate goal. Holy shit! Well, that's, and like yeah, that's, she, because okay. there's so much stuff that she does that is bringing them to the edge. Yeah, and then just letting them go. Okay. Like there's the scene. Like even when Mew's in the concert hall and it's on fire, Gold is pounding on the door. It is not going to open. Sharon opens it, hmm. and then okay. the 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 security doors are going down, and Gold's like underneath it and it's like crushing him and it's like that's you're not gonna stop that not even as entrati is gonna be strong enough to just push that back open sharon stops it and opens it and turns on it's like she's always bringing people to this edge huh and then you get mewing she's tied up in all the ropes that sharon's controlling and she's like strangled to unconsciousness and then sharon just lets her go and then she wakes up and sharon's like okay we've got this door locked and she's pounding on the door and then sharon opens the door (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's everything there is like meticulously controlled by Sharon at every step of the way. And I think she's like deliberately putting them into these positions to make Mew realize and understand her feelings, to uh, kind of test Gold and Isamu, and yeah. So I think well, she's never really trying to kill any of them.
1: That would make sense, especially because. She's created from, Myung.
2: right? Like she's she's inherited all of Myung's emotions,
1: right? And so if if their falling out was obviously a big deal to her, to Mieung,
2: right? And like you,
1: it's like a big deal. And so then she, the computer, has taken that on, and then like a computer, is just like a computer it doesn't know emotion and sadness or whatever. So it sees it as a problem. Like, all right, how can we bring the pieces together? <laughs> right. And like, right put like this back together. Like
2: that's kind of my take. Yeah. On that's Sharon, cool. Is that she's trying to sort this out that she's trying to get these people to, yeah, to that makes sense. Work that's through cool. Things and, I like that. And it, it, gives her character a lot more of a, a depth. And, and she's not just this weird yeah, evil for computer sure. that's yeah, doing things that make no sense. Because
1: I didn't like that, where it's just like, oh, the fucking computer goes evil. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, and it, Jesus. It's,
2: and it's so easy to take it that way, especially with all the Hal imagery that she has. Yes, yes. that she's very much like the black monolith with Hal's right. evil eye. And it definitely is taking that imagery. Right and something I noticed this time specifically because I was kind of looking for like a two thousand one kind of influence there. Yeah. um, Sharon, like the holograms of her, where she appears as a human. Yeah. She's always got like a third eye in her forehead. Oh, that little little tiara thing, and it's Hal's eye. Oh, it's that same little eye on her computer. I just I noticed that at some point. I was like, holy crap, that's actually like in the actual holograms of her too. That's cool. (laughs) Huh. But yeah I mean, there's there's a lot of just weird, interesting stuff going on with Sharon that um, Something else I bet uh, you probably didn't notice because I t- think it took me years to figure out what was going on here is when Gold proposes to Meung, okay, and Lucy breaks up with Isamu, like Lucy's the blonde girl with the freckles that he's dating through the whole thing. <laughs> See, like, I don't
1: are they I guess they're dating. Because d- to me, it was like, fucking that dude's like, he he's doing whatever he's doing in there, like G-force testing or whatever, and he's like, "All right, baby, let's fucking go out."
0: <laughs> right. And the
1: girl's <laughs> like, "What?" Yeah. And then they're yeah. like on the motor the Kira motorcycle, and they're yeah. just like driving around. I, I yeah, I didn't really. Th- think of it beyond that but yeah yeah
2: in, in the movie it, i think it is a little more explicit like, okay like they, they are more a couple but i think even in the series it's i think it's
1: yeah don't <laughs> don't count on me to right <laughs> to but see all the nuances
2: there's something in they're like because she breaks up with him okay and it's it happens right after gold proposes to Mung. and you probably don't remember that because that's something that that's when he gives her that good luck charm. I mean, yeah. They're at the airport and they're leaving there. And he says that he wants to protect her always that he, he wants to. And like, and as an American, you watch that and just go, okay, he's saying he loves her and that's okay. Yeah. But, and then it's like, it's really weird the way it plays out. But that thing is like the, the lines of dialogue he says there, of like I want to protect you for the rest of my life. That is a marriage proposal in Japan. That is as e- every oh, okay. bit as straightforward and clear cut as getting down on your knee and put it, pulling out a diamond ring. Yeah. That like, that is just straight out a marriage proposal. He, okay. he basically just said, will you marry me? It's like, just, yeah, there is no question of that in Japanese culture.
1: And she's like, see ya.
2: <laughs> and, but she gives him this line of like, and that's why she says this line of like, I, I'm not ready yet. Okay. And it's like, you hear that line to an English speaker who's seeing that and he's like, What? What do you not ready for? What he just said he loves you. What do you mean you're not? What? Like, what are you? Like, there's a bit of a cultural disconnect there. Whereas to a Japanese audience, that would have made perfect sense. Right. Okay. To an American audience, that. Just, it flew over my head for years and right, I eventually right. kind of figured it out as I learned more about Japanese culture and okay. uh, watched the thing more yeah, and more. Yeah, I definitely didn't see it. And likewise, Lucy breaking up with Isamu, she has this line where she tells him, like, oh, your friend left for Earth. I should have told you I didn't because of those. And then yeah. she tells him a line that, the subtitle is, um, says, you don't belong to anyone anymore. And I th- I'm pretty sure that is just a straightforward breakup. Oh, okay. And like, in that you don't belong to me and you, like, this is not, we're, you're, you're a single man now. You're, yeah. you're not attached to it. And that's just as, as I think, again, just as straightforward as you ever get in Japanese. Of, yeah. Uh, just huh. saying we're not together anymore. Like cl- this isn't working out. We need to go our separate ways. Yeah. And so there's kind of that, that double moment there where they're, you have the meung proposal and then you breaks up and that's why right. he, and that's also part of why in that scene he just kind of collapses the ground. and says i've officially lost everything is <laughs> because the project has just been canceled and yeah. now his girlfriend just dumped him right you know he's like okay. well what the fuck do i have <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah like everything he'd been doing has just been thrown away now and right okay so j- there's there are weird little things like that that just are ratcheting up the tension, except that for an American audience, you'll see it and just be like, well, what was that about? Yeah, I totally <laughs> did like,
1: not get any of that.
2: Yeah, like that just what was going on there was not clear to an American audience, but I think it would have been very clear to a Japanese audience. Yeah. So that's just some of that cultural uh, right, yeah, discrepancy.
1: A lot of stuff like that in Hong Kong movies, too. So yeah, i just that's that's what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, and so to bring that uh yeah. that perspective.
2: And so and th- so that's why Meung is crying when she's listening to that song is she, he just proposed to her and gave her this good luck charm that turns out to be this song that she used to sing as the
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's a big deal too just even without the marriage yeah, yeah. proposal it's just like, oh, this is your your thing you've held on to and it's this thing that I used to do when we were all right, friends. It's right. like and they haven't seen each other for years i mean that's that's a big deal
2: yeah so, so it's yeah. just like so there's, there's a lot more just emotional weight to this story than for just sure, the yeah. two guys with a grudge because that's like, what it seemed like to me right and right, I just was on just the like, surface like that's but then you like peel back some layers and there's, there's yeah. a lot more going on under there that
1: yeah, it just seemed like I was like, "What is this Top Gun bullshit?" Like, <laughs> there's two guys in the fucking fighter planes, and they're like, you know, like I think in I, I haven't seen Top Gun since I was like six, so <laughs> I don't remember right. the intricacies, but I imagine there's some girl that people are fighting over, and it's just like probably it was the '80s. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is the sequel <laughs> to Macross?
2: <laughs> like,
1: what? But, yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense. There's a lot more going on, and especially the idea that that the computer is kind of trying to process those emotions and, like... Yeah. I like that. That's interesting, yeah.
2: Yeah, like there's... the whole mind control thing is a little underexplained as well like there's there's a lot in this series that you just kind of have to pick up on yeah and things that like i have picked up on i didn't go outside of the the series really to figure these out but it took me a long time to do it
1: when there's the movie version that is that like New animation the whole there, way, or is it just no?
2: No, there it, it's mostly a re edit of this, of uh, this, okay. this animation. They mostly just chopped it up, rearranged it. They cut out about half of it, and then they added in a bunch more. So there is new animation in it, okay? But there's also a lot of the older scenes in there, too. It's, huh. it's probably, I would say, two thirds of it is pieces from the series, and then yeah. a third of it is newer animation made to match the, yeah. the series animation, of course, so oh, it doesn't that's look cool. too I far out I would like of place. to see that. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've actually only seen that like a couple of times, maybe. Oh, really? Like, cause I'm I'm far more grounded in the series. Yeah. It, w- it was years and years, like probably it was, the first time I saw it was probably maybe a decade ago. I mean, it was... Oh,
1: you didn't see it way back when? No,
2: no. I never saw it for years and years and years. I finally wound up tracking it down just to be like well, what is the difference yeah. between it and being like, whoa, okay, this is <laughs> not what I expected. Not what you expected
1: and in that it's... In that
2: it cut out so much and rearranged everything so much. And yeah. Like, I didn't... I, I just did not know what to make of it. Okay. And I think I still don't really know what to make of it. It does change a few things here and there. Huh. Um. Like, events happen in a different order, I can't remember exactly what changes, but, huh, okay. but it is very strange and different.
1: Does it amplify any of these things that you've picked up on that like, helped you to see the series differently or anything? Um,
2: I don't think it really did. I think by the time I'd watched the movie, I'd kind of already figured out most of what was going okay. on, and I think I was too busy going, like, whoa, what What are you doing? What? Huh? What is this? <laughs> yeah. like Because think- I was thinking of it being something more along the lines of uh, like a Macross 2 where it was just splicing the, the episodes together and maybe yeah. editing a bit for just smoothness of, and maybe adding a few scenes or whatever just to smooth yeah. out the transitions, but mostly just being the same story, maybe with a few extra scenes here and there. Right. And it wound up just completely restructuring the whole story huh. in a way that makes it... And it's kind of the same story, but things happen in different order... And there's some weird, different stuff that happens hmm. here and there. And, and well, I'm curious. Yeah, I should go back to it again, and just check it out again, just to uh, see how how it's done. And yeah,
1: you just watch the sequel, the 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 series.
2: Yeah, it'd be a good time to just uh, yeah, pop just that in and dive in, check it out, really analyze it a bit better. But maybe it. So I'm I'm. I was honestly just a little too, like, whoa, what, 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 to really, like, judge it properly. So I feel like I've never really judged it on its own terms or... Yeah. Just in terms of, this isn't my Macross Plus. What is this? You've changed things. Why? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But... Well that's understandable, especially if you've seen this more than
2: anything yeah, I mean, I've seen this dozens of times there there was a lot of times like and you mentioned episode four being really entertaining and yeah like, what I would often do is I would s- just start watching it like at the end of episode three like oh, about okay. where um the military salute is when they've got the yeah like, the jets flying by with the contrails and rainbow colored and stuff yeah, yeah like about there basically where Mune gets tied up by Sharon. And i just watch from there on and then watch the fourth episode. And I would just watch that over... I would just do that very, very frequently when I just didn't have enough time to watch the whole series or yeah. just didn't want to get that in, involved in it and just like, oh, that was... It's Cross Plus. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Just, Just watch the good bits, you know? <laughs> kind of like how you had done with your, like... Yeah,
1: hunger. watch the fights. Yeah,
2: yeah the like, just specify out the, the best Fuck bits. Yeah, and, yeah. And just... You
1: don't got time to watch, you know, <laughs> Drunker Master 2... all the way through all the time but you do have time to watch the fucking fights you know it's only like 15 minutes or whatever
2: right so i would do that with just like the last episode it was just episode four and a little bit of episode three just to yeah to because there's such a good build up from three into four
1: Um, yeah i love how it how it does the fucking to be continued or whatever it does at the ends of the episodes yeah, yeah and that fucking song kicks on <laughs> 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 whatever the fuck it yeah,
2: does. yeah the, the end credit theme is just like because that's like such a dramatic song yeah, it's, it's like the dope. perfect cliffhanger song like, yeah dun, dun. <laughs> it's dope <laughs> like yeah. oh shit like shit's getting real and yeah. that one especially because that's like uh that's like Empire Strikes Back level cliffhanger <laughs> of like Mew's tied up and like right you got Isamu going through freaking hyperspace and
1: <laughs> yeah that's bust cool. up the party and I like that how they they brought the fold in because you don't really see it in the other Macross right right they, it just kind of I don't know if they do, even do talk about it? it in there or they just you were talking about it but
2: yeah I think I think in the movie it just it does happen in the movie and you see it here and there but they don't really bring it up because it's like, okay, you've seen the series. We've explained this in the series. Yeah. This is it. You know what it is. And it's like...
1: Well, I don't remember it in that movie, but I I don't think I'll forget it here because of, it's just like it's a big deal.
2: Yeah, like they...
1: Because it was a thing where, like, you were saying that the, the fold was a thing that they didn't understand. It was on the big macros. They jumped... And they didn't know where the fuck they were going. Right. And so then at the beginning of this series, like episode one, they're like, we got a a fighter. It's got a fold thing. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a big step. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We now have it on a small fighter and we know how to use it. Like, that's cool. Right. And so that was one of the things that i liked about this one where it's like okay this is the future <laughs> you right. know, shit has happened <laughs> and now like
2: yeah i loved when they like went over the little things they yeah. got on the jets like there's a scene where isamu looking at the computer it's like oh it's got this pinpoint barrier system and anti-laser yeah. coating, and oh this is so <laughs> cool and actually the pinpoint barrier system was in the original Macross. In, in the TV series, oh, not in the okay. movie though, but they invented it in the uh, the TV series. Oh, okay, so that that's kind of like this callback of like, oh, now we've got that on a Valkyrie. Oh, shit, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's cool. Because uh, the pinpoint barrier system was one of the most hilariously awesome parts of uh, original Macross, where <laughs> they basically it's an it's basically a force field. It's like a shield, like you get on the Enterprise. Okay, what? Uh, but, but they didn't have enough power to just have a shield over the whole ship. Yeah. So they have a pinpoint barrier where it's just a small little circle that tr- that is aimed at oh, wherever and it and it's so they had like they could have they had three of them on the macross. So there were three little points that would be traveling over Man. the macros of a force field that would block incoming missiles. And so you had to, it was a pinpoint barrier like you had to really and so there's
1: like a dude with a joystick controlling no, it, or better, a
2: computer, um, a trackball mouse. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> they had the, the girls on the bridge just, and so they had the freaking bridge bunnies there. The, the girls on the bridge have just been, yeah, colloquially named bridge bunnies because, okay. they, which they actually have in this one too. When you go to the when it actually shows the Macross they've got the captain the macross in his captain uniform and everyone on the the bridge is a girl. Oh, I didn't <laughs> notice <it's> like, that. <laughs> that's that's what Macross always is. There's that's... a captain dude with a bunch of girls on the oh, bridge wow. crew. <laughs> <laughs> but so they had the, the the girls on the bridge just with the, the these freaking like like from the old centipede or millipede yeah. arcade machines like the big, like the big track gigantic yeah. trackballs and they're just like they're just all freaking out trying to aim them at incoming missiles and stuff <laughs> and so there's just these girls just freaking out on the bridge it's like oh my god just rolling trackballs everywhere oh my god <laughs> it's like and show like this shot of the macros and like this missile flying in and the pinpoint barrier moves up to intercept it or maybe they miss and it hits the macros and explodes they're like no it's like, it was like one of the most <laughs> Hilariously awesome moments in oh that my series. God.
1: That's crazy.
2: <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, we got that on a Valkyrie." I like, oh. <laughs> like, I don't know how it's gonna work, but sure, cool. Why not? <laughs>
1: There's just a little trackball, ball. The guy is. Just
2: <laughs> maybe that's what uh, Yang is doing in the back seat back there. Yeah, that <laughs> dude in the back. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I imagine at that point it's just computer-controlled. but you,
1: you would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> that was just why it was so hilarious. Like, wait, you just got some random girl to just sit on the bridge and swing this freaking drag ball everywhere.
1: Well, hopefully it's it's somebody with some skill. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a, a skilled job to, you know, yeah. it's kind of a big deal to block these missiles. So hopefully right, she right. has some... <laughs> some trackball yeah
2: like, like i said they they invented it right then and there and they were just like oh shit what do we do like get somebody over here to do this like it was <laughs> oh okay it was like literally like invented right then and there like wow. the engineer with like the the scotty equivalent was just like hey i've got this cool new thing can you get uh, somebody to okay. do they're get like some... oh sweet a shield let's do it <laughs> uh okay they're so, like who do we have that can freaking use a trap <laughs> like, so it was like a very jury rigged thing in this yeah, in the series okay. so like you said progress like now yeah. we've got it down to this science where you yeah. can just uh throw it on a valkyrie and, and, a little and
1: theoretically it's computer control <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: so that's a, that's another little uh, thing like that for uh yeah that's cool um uh, my favorite use of the pinpoint barrier system, though, is when they put it on the end of the Macross fist and it just punched another spaceship. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> it's like, like I said, Macross was all about taking the most ridiculous shit that happened in mecha anime yeah. and giving it some kind of reason to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, how would this... Act? Like, there's this makes no damn sense. Let's make it make sense. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, we got this pinpoint barrier system. We can't have a full force field because we just don't have the power for that. We, right. like So let's put all of the pinpoint just right at the end of the Macross fist, and now it could actually be durable enough to punch a spaceship. <laughs> so now it just punches into this enemy spaceship. <laughs> and the arms of the Macross are aircraft carriers. Okay. So, and, or at least landing craft for, like, putting yeah. vehicles onto a beach. So okay. it punches into the enemy ship and then the loading bays open oh, that's and there's dope. just a whole bunch of like missile tanks and shit in there they're just firing missiles Oh my out. god. <laughs> just that was one of my favorite points in the entire series of wow. was just that crazy weird ass <laughs> that whole weird ass setup of just all of that That's funny. It it just Macross was fun. <laughs> I guess so. So does it carry forward in
1: in this, do you think it carries forward the idea of, of, dumb shit and giving it explanations, or is that just I, that I original know. series? I don't
2: know because, like I said, like uh, the the only things I've seen have been the stuff that we got in America. So the original Macross Two and Macross Plus and yeah and Macross Macross. Do you remember Love wasn't even properly released in America?
1: Right, you had that bootleg DVD. Yeah,
2: like that was like bootleg is pretty much the only way to go with that so right and anything anything after this as well is just i'd have to track down a bootleg right which right i've kind of avoided doing but yeah it's pretty much the only way to get a hold of it
1: it's unfortunate because that's like it's it's the thing i know i mentioned it before with like digital stuff like like when i bought Skullman, it was just like it was available and I bought it for five bucks. If Mad Cross Seven was available, you, and yeah, many have, other people would have bought it. Yeah, I'd have
2: easily dropped some money. For right, I don't. So like, like, it
1: just doesn't make any. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's yeah. just like get your mm. shit together and put this stuff out and make money. Like it. Right. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Maybe Silver Emulsion releasing. Will <laughs> <laughs> Have to get together and yeah. wade through the the yeah, legal. Yeah,
2: nice, uh a nice, Blu-ray of Macross. Do you remember, love? I know there is in yeah. Japan.
1: Well, see, that's the yeah. thing; it exists. There's already, you know, a scan or whatever. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I heard when the the 30th anniversary of that movie came out was the Blu-ray release of it in Japan. Yeah, and it was like, oh, it's good the, Blu-ray release of that movie. That'd be so. There's a, cool.
1: a Blu-ray of Macross Plus as well in Japan.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that is definitely like this is definitely a series ripe for a, a re-release in a better quality for sure. Life. Yeah, I mean, this isn't bad quality on this DVD, but it's not
1: bad. But it's still I mean, like
2: it. It could be you know, a lot better. It could be a lot better and, for sure. And especially with the quality of animation that this series has, it would you'd get a lot out of having a better print. Yeah. I think, like even. <clears throat> So I mostly watched this on VHS, and even just this DVD set was an upgrade from that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, it looks so much better yeah. just on this DVD to get... And this this isn't even the best kind of quality you can get on a DVD. I've seen right. DVDs with much sharper...
1: Yeah, this is a fairly early DVD, I would imagine. Yeah,
2: yeah. This was, And I think, as far as I know, this is pretty much the only D- DVD release the series has had. Yeah, because these fuckers
1: probably stopped whatever else was happening. Right,
2: right. And the movie DVD is even worse. It's just a straight up VHS master, with oh, okay. burned in subtitles and everything. It's oh, just wow. like they just took the VHS master and threw it on a DVD. And it was like, oh, geez. Well, I guess it's better than nothing. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's what you got. It's all that's there, as far as I know. So yeah,
1: huh?
2: But. Yeah, this one, this one would be very nice to have on a Blu-ray. If, uh, it would. And uh, I'm familiar with it enough that I probably could just import that Japanese Blu-ray and watch it and not really need the subtitles to yeah. comprehend it because I know what's going on already. But yeah,
1: but... It's not the same. It's not the same. <clears throat> it's a shame that... Like, if... Because some anime comes out in Hong Kong with the English subs, but most of it doesn't. So, like, yeah, I don't think that there's an easy way to... You know, I mean, you can download subs, and, and if you're playing on a computer, it's not a big problem. But if you want right. to watch it on your actual TV and stuff, unless you have a computer hooked to the TV, then yeah. you're kind of fucked.
2: Yeah, it's a bit obnoxious, but...
1: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, get your shit together, people.
2: Get the fucking lawyers
1: doing their paperwork and, you know, you sign this and I'll sign this and Mm. fucking put it out there. Yeah, It'd, it'd be great. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably like this company wants 50% and this other yeah, company yeah. wants 50% and this right. other company wants 50%. And they're like, like, we don't want any less than that. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm sure it's off. just
2: something like that where the money they each want from it makes it impossible to make any kind of profit off of it for anybody. And it's just, yeah, <clears throat> it just winds up killing it. Oh, well, uh, oh, I don't think I ever actually got around to mentioning uh, the song. I went into it, and I think we went off on a tangent on what the song was about and what it was doing. Yeah, the song, um,
1: the 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 teenage song or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, the the Myung song. Um, okay. In the dub, they actually redo the lyrics in English, and they have an English. Singing oh, okay. Of it. So there is an it. English version of that song. Oh, wow. So that that is just kind of interesting and i don't think it's better than the japanese version or whatever but it's just interesting that that they went to all of that trouble of uh, yeah of redoing that song in english and playing it out in the in the series and so that too uh me having watched the dub first yeah i was familiar with that song and then hearing it in japanese was like whoa (laughs) like it's so different
1: (laughs) that's funny yeah cuz i always think of of songs like like a book you could translate or whatever it's not a big deal but like songs they're so rhythmic to the language that they're written right, in right right and so like the idea of translating it and s- right. into the same thing i mean some there's there's like a couple of things i can think of where songs have been translated into cantonese and then i you know hear them in a movie and it's like oh that's that song and they're mm-hmm. singing it just fine but i don't know it just seems like a japanese and
2: yeah it's and and the song that English. they they completely rewrote it like the lyrics don't resemble the japanese oh, lyrics at all okay. they just totally wrote a new oh, well, there you complete go. new set of lyrics to match the rhythm of the song
1: well there you go and it's it's not about the same kind of things or it's
2: um it's it's kind of trying to be sort of similar like there are some asp- elements of it that are the same and yeah there's actually the part that in the japanese version of the song is in english and that part is unchanged okay so there's that little part towards the end that you only hear in the end credits of episode four but, yeah um but yeah there there's like certain elements of it words or phrases that it tries to keep in there and but it's keep the mostly spirit. Yeah, it's it's trying to kind of keep as much of the spirit as it can while also just kinda fitting the lyrics. To, Into that space. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. I kinda like the English version. It's it's it doesn't really like obsess with keeping as much as it can. It's not like trying to be exactly the same thing. It's just
1: like a rabbit anime fan would want them to be.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so and that again might be a, an interesting aspect to 90s dub versus yeah. 21st century dub of uh Right. I feel
1: yeah. like if they did it if they dubbed it now they wouldn't even touch the song. Yeah, they probably wouldn't. They'd just leave it subtitled. Yeah.
2: I mean I can remember anime with uh that even when they some anime that even though they didn't change the song the subtitles were specifically written to match the cadence of, like they were trying, so that you could read the subtitles and it would kind of flow with the music. In English. Yeah. And it was really freaking weird. (laughs) That's weird, yeah. (laughs) And it was like, and so in some ways it really, like, and I don't know how much they changed the actual lyrics because these were the subtitles of the lyrics, so that's the only translation I saw of it was specifically tailored to match the cadence of it oh that's weird so i don't know how much the that song changed
1: yeah but
2: it was just kind of weird just like the the things they did in the 90s to translate things and the way they thought was best to present the material to the fans yeah is so much different than the way it's done now it's just it's very interesting to to see that distinction in the way it was done it's weird where now it's like an attempt to exactly replicate everything and explain why things are different and
1: and that's cool but like man sometimes these things it's like there's fucking 18 lines of subs on the fucking screen oh this sign is here and this (laughs) this lady's singing and then this yeah. other guy's, you know, talking. And then like this other dude's talking in the background, and we got his subs going.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's actually <laughs> it's like, a like Lord have mercy. It's actually kind of funny. the old, The old VHS actually has a few more lines of dialogue subtitled than the DVD here had. Oh yeah. There were a few points in there where I was like, oh, they didn't subtitle that line, and it was kind of like a background line that wasn't. Oh okay. Um, like there's some point where um, they're doing. The testing on uh, Sharon, like Meung's in the, the office building whatever with the other sound dudes. And they're like yeah. talking about like, oh, this isn't high enough level. Right. And they're like trying to just calibrate. Okay. stuff. There's like an argument going on in that scene. That's like a background. You just hear people in the background shouting. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, like, I think those might have actually been subtitled in the old VHS. Cause I kind of, and maybe I'm just remembering it wrong cause I haven't seen those in a while cause, since I upgraded to the DVD, but yeah. Um, um, later on, like Meung's boss, the guy with the, the, Guy who goes all evil at the end and gets the gun out and she's like that guy. He's yeah. tell, he's telling her, "Oh, we've booked this hotel room for you. Your taxis here and stuff." Is like, as like, and by the way, I've I've like fired a couple of roadies and replaced them with the local crew and stuff. So, and I think that's what that argument was uh, was okay. him like, get the fuck out of you lazy ass bastards! And then uh. like, and then he's like, oh, by the way, I fired these two dickheads. <laughs> that makes sense. And so I think there was a little bit of a little continuity arc there yeah. that just didn't huh. get translated in uh
1: well perhaps in the
2: in a, in a the, newer release a where newer everything release. is yes. yeah. there's another an, there was one line though that i thought was really weird that didn't get subtitled is um okay it's when gold and meung are hanging out on the windmill area there yeah and he's like Hatchipi. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the what little, i thought of yeah yeah the, the little windmill farm Right, And he's like, he's he just meets Mewing and he hugs her and he's like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, like I'll, I'll be there for you. And then Gold, or, uh, Isamu drives up on his little Akira motorcycle with Yeah, Lucy with the blonde there. girl. Yeah. And you you hear him pull up and there's like, you see the headlights and Mewing kind of squints at them and yes. stuff. There's the, that scene, Isamu actually says a line there and they don't subtitle it. Okay. And what I remember the old subtitle being was Isamu saying, it's like, oh, hell, all the best spots have been taken. And it's not an important line or anything. Yeah. But it's like him just like, ah, you know, like there's people here. I thought we were going to be alone. Yeah, and yeah. then like,
1: it's just. And they don't
2: subtitle that? No, it's not. It, oh, it, it wasn't okay. subtitled here. I'm like, oh, hey, they didn't subtitle that line. Oh, weird. <laughs> and then then you gets on. And then you actually have when Mung notices him and stuff and the conversation actually starts. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, that's. It's not an important line. You don't really lose anything it's, by it I, being gone, but. Still, though. It so should have been subtitled. the yeah, yeah, like, that's that one job. should have been subtitled, yeah. yeah. I, and especially because the VHS was subtitled. Right. Like, so it's like, how did that, like, not get subtitled here? That was really weird. Yeah, that is odd. That is
1: odd. That's what I was going to... I When I said Tehachapi, it reminded me that uh, in this world, Eden, it's basically Earth with dinosaurs. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's got some fun little alien creatures running um, around.
1: But uh, the they're doing their test pilot things and they're doing it at New Edwards.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I, I mean immediately I was like, "Oh, they're they're it's a riff on Edwards Air Force base which was in the area where we right, used right. to live." And then I read on Wikipedia that that the fucking creators of macros plus i don't know who or how what configuration of them went yeah. but they fucking went to edwards yeah, they air force went Base to edwards and, and, to, and like the checked entire, it all out and
2: yeah the the entire thing is kind of based on an actual um military testing for the u.s Na- or air force oh okay like um the ship that gold flies is actually based on um a prototype jet that never got funding, like it was, okay. there, there was an actual, like, testing thing. Yeah. Um, like what they do in Macross Plus, where they had two jets, yeah. and they were test flying both of them, and the government was like, okay, let's see which one we like better, Right. and whichever one we like better, we'll buy and we'll start manufacturing, and that'll be the new mainline jet for the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. And the one that failed that was not... Uh, picked up by the military was uh, the one that Shoji Karamori used to base Gold's jet off of. and the, That's cool. And I think there was some other because um, I was actually poking around on that just to refresh myself on this part because I'd, I'd heard all this before and I was right. just like, okay, what's going on here? And the the one that actually won the project was not used in Macross Plus. They didn't use that design for any of the jets, but there but it, there was like a picture of just like all these little silhouettes of different jets that had been proposed by different companies for this uh, testing project back in the eighties, and one of them does look very much like Isamu's jet. Uh, oh, okay. So it's like, so he just pulled a couple of cool looking ideas out of there yeah. and said, okay, let's make these into these future like <laughs> super robot jets. Yeah. He, and so it's like he, like the original uh, designs and the original Macross were based off of the Tomcat, the F-14. Oh, okay. So it's like he, he had all, like that was the original concept was the U.S. Air Force. Yeah. Big ass fighter jet that I think the same one that's in Top Gun and. Yeah, I believe uh, that is the same one is, that's in um, yeah. the Afterburner games. If you play, if you play Afterburner, yes, you're yes. flying one of the like. He took that and just said, "Okay, let's turn it into a robot and make right. it into a transforming robot version of that." And okay, that's that's, that's cool. what the Valkyries were always based on. So he took these new experimental ones that were yeah that had just been going through this testing phase and that's had cool. just been uh, adopted or failed or whatever and yeah like that stuff he, he looked at those and Said, oh these are some cool ones and just kinda, <laughs> so yeah and like you said to hatch with the windmill farm and stuff like i think like he yeah. was actually like going around in California like the the city was based on San Francisco I think or was it Sacramento or something like that but
1: uh, yeah it kind of has a San Francisco vibe yeah it's kind
2: of I think it was based on San Francisco and like the windmill farm was like because he'd seen that in the central valley of California and stuff like that so it was like yeah a lot of the stuff was stuff that he'd gone to America and seen this stuff and was like using that to visually design Macross plus around that's just it's fun it's like
1: oh he was there <laughs> yeah. like i was there he was there too at the same time it's crazy yeah, probably <laughs> you know it's like uh t2 they shot uh, a, a little part of t2 in little rock and it was just like i had no idea when i was you know 10 that arnold was there like i'm obsessed with arnold and like that was, he was
2: right there and you didn't know it
1: i had no idea he was literally just i mean down the street from me. the uh, the man. I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think of it. Like, holy shit, yeah. Arnold! <laughs> Arnold! It's just wild. Like, wow, my fucking hero. He was there. And, and you missed him. It's nuts. I mean, it makes sense. They make movies there. It's near LA, but like, it's my guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right, yeah, it's a. Uh... A lot of fun, weird stuff for Macross Plus. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I know it, it probably sounds like I, I didn't like it, but uh, it's like I did like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Because, like, I'm not, like, super on board with it, but,
2: but. It's fun.
1: It's fun. I liked it. I didn't really have a problem watching it. You know, like, it definitely seems a little long to me. Mm. And, but, but, uh, realizing a a little bit more of the depths and especially like that fucking the the what the fuck sharon apple sharon apple (laughs) the fucking (laughs) that robot singer like i like i liked that in general like yeah it's fucking pop music like (laughs) let's bring some pop music that was like you know it's macross i want to see some pop music affect the world (laughs) Uh so i like that and and, uh, but you're, I, what I, I feel like you're exactly right with that. And so like that turning that, oh, it's not just evil. She's like, she's got the purpose. Yeah. I like that. I want to see it again. I'm, I've am always been curious about the series too. And, yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of want to watch that and it, it is available, but
2: yeah, so on Amazon Prime it
1: is <laughs> it is it's still there I, I yeah, looked it up uh,
2: I think that's one worth watching
1: yeah it's just there's so much stuff <laughs> yeah that's, there's that's, so much that's stuff that's always the damn
2: thing yeah it's too much stuff uh, so what do you think of the uh, the fight scenes in this
1: the fight scenes they're cool I like yeah, them. Yeah, they're I in general like I kind of zone out in anime fight scenes a little bit. Mm. And I didn't so much here. Yeah, I was kind yeah. of like they didn't seem like they went on too long or you know sometimes I get bored, but this was it just it seemed quality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh,
2: <clears throat> I think this is one of one of the best For just action scenes in it, yeah, it seems
1: solid. I
2: I would actually put the um, the fight between Gold and Isamu like in episode four. Yeah, that last one, flying around, just beating like just totally going at it like that. I would put as one of the best fight scenes in all of anime. Yeah, that that's easily in the top ten. That's definitely a good one. Yeah, Yeah. like that's just one of the best. And
1: it's cool too because of the the build up where you've got them, and they're 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 hating constantly, each other. like,
2: bickering, they're constantly at each other, but they're never fully unleashed. Right. And, like, like even when... They're, they're always in testing, so Yeah, it's like... so they've always got dummy rounds, or they're not, like, fully loaded, and yeah. now they're, like, Full down like this is what you'd have in a proper military operation totally loaded yeah. up with rockets
1: and they're like completely away from the testing operation they're just on their own yeah and so like, now now, just, now it's just you know, like
2: it's the gloves are off and we're yeah. really doing it
1: and so yeah it's 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 good but it's also
2: built up very well the build up
1: yeah. is, is helping so it to pay off
2: yeah and like Oh, there's something else that um I'm not sure how important this really is, but it's something that um it does a lot where gold will do something and it'll be really cool or whatever, and Isamu will match it under harsher circumstances. Yeah. So like you have that the scene where you first see Gold in his mind-controlled jet, and he's like, all right, let's yeah, show like you that. And he dodges all these missiles, and it's like... Yeah, yeah. And the guy at the computer's like, he dodged all of them! Like, holy crap! Like, that's so amazing! And then Usamu dodges all of them in this shittier, like, just yeah, testing. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not even... It's like, this thing that's not even as fast as Gold's jet Right, because like, they so thought like, he
1: could do it. In the brain jet, <laughs> yeah, just what I thought of it as. Yeah. <laughs> the brain they, jet. Yeah. They thought he could do it in that because he's like, he, you know, he's integrated at a higher level and right. He's got his looking little little yoga pose. Yeah, yeah. he's got that going. <laughs> so he's at a, you know, he's more in a Zen state, and so they thought like, oh well, you know, you couldn't do that in a regular jet. And then he saw this does motherfucker it. does it.
2: <laughs> and so it's like, and you get that kind of thing yeah. from time to time. Through the series, where, um, like, when he's in that fist fight with Gold, and they're kind of evenly matched, but he's almost fucking beat the shit up. He just got out of the hospital. He's like, right. he's got this cast on because his arm's all fucked up. Well, and another up. dude
1: is like half Zentradi. Right. So he's like, theoretically, like,. Stronger than a normal human or whatever,
2: right? So it's like, but then Isamu's holding his own. He's not like losing that fight. Yeah, it's kind of evenly matched, and maybe Gold ha- is a little on top, but it's not like a clear, obvious one guy winning. It's like,
1: right? No, they're definitely evenly matched. He's just and... a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's like it does that several times in the series where it's just like. Now these guys like like Gold's awesome, sure, but Isamu's like even one up on him in the yeah. way, and
1: yeah, because he's doing it all
2: with like a handicap of yeah. some kind. Even he's getting the same results with some kind of a handicap on him, right? And that Gold doesn't have, so it's kind of
1: yeah, it's cool. It's one of those things that I think I watch it. I'm kind of whatever, you know. I, I like it, but. I don't get it. Yeah. Like all fucking, (laughs) I got this way more than most anime. Yeah. yeah. It it does seem to be like,
2: in the the basic arc, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It's, there's some subtle emotional aspects that I think, right. Like that shit. I didn't get. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of that would have come through more clearly to a Japanese audience. I think a a good chunk of that is cultural difference. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is just that it is, done very subtly and it took me years to really plumb the depths of all of that
1: right and and I think that's good I like the subtlety I think I would like it more if I watched it again and yeah and uh I feel like at some level I feel like watching the original series might give me more of a a foundation for watching this as well, even though Maybe. I don't think that they're that connected.
2: Yeah. They're not super connected at all. It's just like, this is basically just a story that takes place in the same universe. Yeah.
1: And it seems that way, but at the same time, I feel like I I need to know more. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, there is more. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm curious about the newer stuff too. Like how does that use pop songs? <laughs> right, right. You know, like I want to see the yeah, Macross Seven with the rock and roll band. You know, yeah,
2: <laughs> I do too. I, I would love to see these other Macross stuff, yeah. especially Macross Seven because that one—that's like the
1: same era. You yeah, know? that's
2: that's the that's the golden yeah, the that's, sweet spot. Yeah,
1: that's before. Like- anime went to shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though we've watched a lot of anime post 95 or whatever and they yeah you know, yeah there's been they're a lot not of, all bad or whatever. yeah
2: there's, there's still a lot of good stuff out there yeah yeah there even the good stuff i would argue just never really feels quite the way a really good thing from the 90s or the 80s feels
1: yeah well that's preaching to the choir man guess <laughs> that's how i feel about it, like literally everything right I think you have to, the problem with the modern era is that it hasn't been curated, so it's like, here's all of this shit, you gotta, like, sift through uh, it.
2: That is the problem of our era, is...
1: Yeah, well, of any era, yeah. yeah. Any era that you're living through.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, I think especially now with the internet and with the ease of access to everything yeah including the shittiest things and right and it's just as easy to get a hold of a really shitty movie as it is to and sometimes far far easier to get a hold of a shittier movie than this is true to find the one that's actually worth watching oh and
1: god bless us for being able to get those shitty movies <laughs> <laughs> i want to see them and you know i we live in a time where i have high-definition copies of Howard the Duck and <laughs> Mac and Me <laughs> right. and the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> it is truly a blessed time.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there you go. We have our, yeah, our no, benefits to counter our yeah. weaknesses. We
1: Yeah, there's definitely good things about now. The things they make, though, I don't know.
2: If, yeah. Uh. I want to say Legos have improved.
1: Legos have improved.
2: Just the actual toys. Like, the actual toys. If I were twelve years old, walking down like a, a Lego aisle now, oh well, yeah, have blown out shit of my fucking mind by what's the like. I didn't have any of that kind of shit when I was a kid walking around and yeah, Target or no, whatever. they have all and, kinds of stuff now. Yeah, now the Lego sets that they put out, like if, if I were a kid, I'd be like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's something that has improved. It's just I'm now too old to really care about that. But Yeah. But
1: but they are cool. Yeah. There's the cool stuff.
2: Yeah. I, I walked down an aisle and saw them like, holy crap. Look at all this shit.
1: <laughs> well, there's probably all this licensed stuff now. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a lot of licensed stuff. But they do have their own things yeah. still. That they that they don't seem to have, or at least I haven't seen, are just, like, the basic, like, a uh, castle. Uh, I love space. that shit. <laughs> like just that like,
1: fucking pirate ship.
2: Yeah, just like the really, like, just generically just, here's a thing. Yeah. Here's a, a type of thing. Now it's all, like, uh, kind of franchised or whatever.
1: Uh,
2: that's sad. So
1: I that's, like that generic shit, though. That's where the people's imaginations grow yeah, and stuff. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is a dope castle. Let's have a fucking Lego battle in our castle. Or, yeah. Didn't that thing have, like, boulders you could throw or something? Oh, I'm
2: sure there probably were.
1: Because I never had it. I just remember the commercial. <laughs> and I just remember, like, some fucking Lego boulder <laughs> flying. <laughs> and, the, like, a kid going, wow! <laughs>
2: I'm sure there was stuff like that. Little
1: fucking boiling oil cauldrons. <laughs> probably not.
2: I don't think they had those. Uh, I wish. I didn't anyway, but.
1: I remember when I found out about those, like, I, I don't know how old I was, but it was just like somebody told me or I read about it. I probably read about it and it was just like, wow, that's a thing. <laughs> Boiling oil over the side of the wall. That's
2: amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, holy crap.
1: Yeah. That's like, a, that's, that's a big deal. <sighs> well, I don't, do we have anything else about Macross Plus? I think we've plussed ourselves out.
2: Yeah, I think that uh that covers it. And, oh I guess we talked about the music in general of uh I think this is Yoko Kano's first big thing that she did. Because she composed the music for this series.
1: Yeah, she's kind of a big deal.
2: Yeah, and she's worked with Shoji Kawamori a lot on other stuff. So she did the music for Escaflone. Oh. Um she did the music for Cowboy Bebop, which is directed by Shinichiro Watanabe, so. Oh, who the the other guy. Okay. Yeah, so, um she did the music for Arjuna, which is another one that Shoji Kawamori did after Escaflone So that one's early 2000s, so it goes deep in the CG rabbit hole, but
1: but it's okay. Or...
2: I like it, but visually it's just like, ah, oh, it's all 2000 y Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But aside from just the 2000s animation, right. it's it's a solid one. Um what else, she did. I think she did the music for Darker Than Black, which is a pretty good series. It's pretty fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, she did, I think she did the music for Brain Powered. Brain Powered. That, that's a good one for Evan, right there. Oh, really? <laughs> for the uh, the title being uh, that's a that that's the title it was in Japanese was Brain Powered. Yeah, but they spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what is it they, they they left out the e at the end of powered so it was just p-o-w-e-r-d <laughs> oh well that
1: so, just seems like some japanese shit
2: yeah so it's just this weird thing and so like if you're watching like the japanese titling and stuff it's like it's missing an e why <laughs> but like the English, like the american release and the box art and stuff has it spelled right and oh, so it's like it's one of those flame things. though <laughs> it
1: seems like like it makes it cooler without that e
2: though it's brain powered <laughs> <Yeah>. powered <laughs> it's brain powered d man it's like sunny d but it's brain powered instead of sun powered i,
1: don't I know. remember that that reminds me of the when dragon ball z came out and i never mm-hmm. watched it so i didn't know shit about it but i remember it came out and i remember like is it Dragon Ball Z or is it Dragon Balls? <laughs> and I remember like hearing kids at school saying it both ways uh, <laughs> and I would just be like, oh, I don't know, they don't know. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but apparently it's Dragon Ball Z.
2: Yeah. The the original series which we did not get in America for many, many years, was just Dragon Ball. Yeah, just And then it was Dragon up. Ball with a Z on the end. And for-
1: we're why is just because it's fucking cool
2: yeah i guess yeah it's just, it's just cool <laughs> well there's
1: probably a reason but i mean yeah you don't need a reason it's fucking it's a z it's fucking cool
2: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um yeah, i think the first thing that i know of that yoko kano did is actually kind of interesting is she worked it was a, a pretty it seemed like a pretty small thing when i looked at it was for one song in um castle in the sky
1: no, the so Miyazaki she, movie.
2: Yeah, so that was kind of funny that I saw it. I was like, wait, she was, worked on a Miyazaki? What? <laughs> and so it was... Uh, I think that's the earliest thing I've seen hmm. her credited in.
1: That's a good fucking movie.
2: Yeah, so I guess she uh, worked a bit with Joe Hisaishi on that. But Oh, yeah, he does all those movies. So... That was an interesting connection I did not know existed well, until cool. I I like looked that up at some point and was like what
1: it makes sense that you say she did escaflogne cuz that music is very uh, like classically influenced yeah yeah and i felt that the music here was also very classically influenced there
2: there is a good bit of like symphon in symphony kind of stuff of, yeah uh, that goes on with a lot of it but um, well it just
1: seemed Like, it seemed like, are they using pre-written pieces and, like, scoring their show with it, like 2001? Or is this new music? Because it kind of seems like it's new, but it it had the both flavors. Yeah, I
2: don't know. I think it's new. I don't don't think it's older songs. They're definitely composed for the the series. Um, Except for one. Which was from the original Macross. Oh, okay. Um, they're when they're in the karaoke bar, uh, the black girl is oh, singing, singing one of Minmay's songs. Oh, okay. But, so you've, <clears throat> so it's one that you actually heard in Macross. Do you remember Love? It's, oh, okay. Uh,
1: I didn't, I didn't recognize it because it wasn't the, the right. main right, right. Save the world song. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was not that one, but yeah. it was one of the uh the ones that Minmay was, oh, okay. was singing cool. in that movie. So little That's carryover cool. yeah yeah um but yeah it's uh and yeah the music is definitely heavily used in this for dramatic impact and purpose here yeah and Escaflone is kind of the same way where it, like dramatic moments have very obvious musical hits that yeah. just slam you with a, a music score for yeah i like the
1: music in Escaflone. i didn't i i I wasn't really on board with... I thought that the music in this Macross was kind of against the visuals. I didn't Hmm. feel like they were working together uh, very well. That could just be me, because I don't know. But um, if it's like the beginning of her career, it makes sense, I suppose.
2: Yeah, maybe. And I've seen this so much that I have them inextricably yeah, linked yeah, in yeah. my mind so i don't think i have the capacity to really right. see them as separate at this point but
1: well i mean at some level i've seen part of this before too because i watched it on vhs back in the day mm. not that it matters not that i remember <laughs> anything, anything. <at> all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember the vhs boxes <clears throat> very well oh the boxes but yeah. other than that i mean that's about as far as my memory goes and I do kind of remember that logo at the beginning. The, oh, yeah, yeah, That Macross Plus thing and that little, yeah. that little oh, yeah, fucking thing, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, the,
2: <laughs> the, the, the Sharon logo. That's yeah. The little... Uh,
1: yeah, that thing that comes on and you know, it's little, CG. Yeah, the little cross that yeah. spins around. I and remember the that. Chains around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
2: actually one uh, a sound effect that the English dub added was a little, like, tinkling Noise to it that's, that's, that's not in the Japanese version. In the Japanese version is just silent. Yeah. And then I think I think it was just on the second disc maybe that like they you start it up and it just shows like Macross Plus part one or part two and it has yeah. a little like sound effect on it. But that's not a part of the actual show. That was just something the DVD does. Yeah, that little part one
1: thing. Yeah, Yeah. and then
2: it, like, starts up the show, and then it'll show the logo again, because that's when the title screen actually comes up in the show, and it's just, like, but before the show starts when you throw the DVD on. But, like, on the VHS, that wouldn't have been there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was weird.
2: It's like the DVD transition from pressing play to going to the the movie.
1: Well, it's, like, because the actual show doesn't have any sort of opening credits that right, say... Right. I mean, maybe in the Japanese version it does have, like, a Japanese screen maybe. Th- that says something. Because I know the end credits are definitely created for the English release, because right, it's right. just, like, English as actually, fuck. Uh,
2: yeah, that's that's actually in the um, the special features on this DVD, is the Japanese credits. Uh, so okay. you can actually go through there and, and watch those. Um, you can also watch the, uh, the next episode previews, which... I miss from the vhs because in the vhs it was just each episode was on one yeah, tape right and so it had the preview for the next episode at the end of that tape so yeah. i would always see that at the end of the credits and then start up the next episode and here it's in the special features so it doesn't just uh. flow so the the flow is a little different than what uh i'm used to with but you the,
1: still watch it with the next episode previews
2: um yeah i this one i will because i really love the next episode oh, previews okay. in this one and I really love the next episode previews as well, but this one is just... And I think a lot of that is just because this was what I watched so much as a teenager. Yeah, for sure. That it's just ingrained in my head so much that it's just... It's a part of the experience as, yeah. as I remember it, and so... You gotta recapture I always, that glory. Yeah, I, I always love the, and <laughs> it's just... The next episode previews are just so freaking mysterious and weird, if you haven't watched them. They're I didn't just, watch them, no. They're just so weird, because they... There's that song in the fourth episode that they have on, on each of the previews. Okay. Where it's um when the Macross is lifting out of the lake. Yeah. And it's that eerie, like, just dro- weird music. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Da, 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 da.
2: Like, it's that... <clears throat> um, And then there's just these random clips of just weird stuff from the series. Like, it's not in any kind of continuity. There's no dialogue. There's no sound effects. It's just this eerie music over weird shots of sometimes things that happen several episodes later. Sometimes something that you've already seen. And it's just like... So it's just this weird jumble of Macross Plus Stuff that's cool <laughs> with this eerie music over it, and then let's just and then it'll just like pause, it'll say Macross Plus next, really like coming soon. Oh, wow. It's just like, oh shit, <laughs> it's just like, it's just, I don't know, that, that's how you do a preview, you just yeah, make it like cool. just impressive and
1: yeah, intrigue the viewer. Yeah,
2: it's it's more of an intriguing thing than yeah. a, this is what happens on next episode. Yeah. Like, no, it's just this weird, bizarre like what am i looking at kind of a thing right that's
1: good that's how a fucking trailer should be yeah Here's so some cool imagery do you want to see it yes <laughs> exactly like, yeah so. let's see the thing yeah so
2: i always like that part
1: well, let's go off to watch it oh,
2: oh speaking of that weird scene you probably totally missed this cuz i totally missed this for a long time um the evil dude with the gun the, the glasses and stuff yeah commit suicide okay he jumps off the Macross and just falls to his death.
1: <laughs> okay. I, did not, I didn't see that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's something that you just don't notice unless you're kind of looking at it or wondering. Or like huh. It's a scene that's kind of weird where you see... Because he's, like, singing along with Sharon. And Sharon has mind-controlled him the same way she's mind-controlled everyone else. Okay. And I think this happens a little bit after she has the conversation with Meung where Meung's like, if you have a soul, if you're really alive how can you let this dude control you? And she's like, I, he's not controlling me. And then later on, she controls him and just has him jump off the edge of the Macross and macros. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> wow, no, I
1: didn't see that at all.
2: Yeah, because there, there's a scene where he's sitting there on the end, of the end of the Macross, and it's all glowing and golden and her face is in front of the audience and he's yeah. just sitting there singing along with her and then he just falls off and it just has this little bit oh, of him wow. just falling down the front of the Macross, and if you don't know that's what it's showing you you could easily just kind of see that as oh it's just a sweeping shot yeah. of the Macross. <laughs> that like here's the Macross, look how big impressive it is yeah, and yeah. it's like no there's a dude falling to his death right there <laughs> oh wow and it's kind of funny that like you don't see like any gore to it it never shows him hit the ground or anything yeah. so you don't see like that he's gone but so it can, it can be it can be easily <laughs> overlooked. It's one of the, those other little moments that if there's a real flaw to this series, it's that so much of it is in these very easy to miss moments. Yeah. Um, that you kind of really have to pay attention to and know happen.
1: So they show a shot of him singing, sitting on the edge, and then it cuts to the very wide shot. And you just see a little, like...
2: Yeah, he's, like, just this little, tiny little speck Uh, falling down the center of the screen. Wow. And then it shows a a shot of Sharon's face, and she's singing with kind of this solemn look on her face, and you kind of see him in the center of the shot just shrinking as he falls through the little hologram of her face. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then that's the last you ever see of him. (laughs) Wow. And these weren't... These were made for VHS, so
1: it's not even... Like, you'd see it on the big screen, and maybe you, you know yeah. you can pick stuff out a lot easier on the yeah, big and, screen.
2: Yeah, and maybe that, that might be something to do with that this was always intended to be a movie. And that maybe <sighs> that just carried over. I don't know how much of the storyboarding would have already been handled at that level, or why you wouldn't adjust it. Yeah, for, you'd have
1: to adjust that if yeah. you're making it for VHS. I mean, maybe this dude is just like this is the way it's gotta be <laughs> <laughs> yeah i
2: don't i mean i don't know what was going through his head on that but how how
1: soon after did the movie version come out
2: i would i want to say like a year oh. maybe two at most like yeah. it was real it was right afterwards
1: i was i was thinking maybe maybe because that's the end that's like episode four maybe by that point he knew like we made them all, and now I have a deal to make the movie version. Right, maybe. So I'm just gonna. Maybe. We don't want to re-animate everything. I'm gonna animate it how I animate it, and then when we make the movie version, it's already right. done.
2: So maybe that was in, in his thought process there.
1: it'd huh. be cool to see it in the theater.
2: Yeah, that would be.
1: Did they? It's the movie version. Uh, it must be a different ratio. Um, it's it's the I DVD. So I don't know.
2: I'd have like, to, I'd have to look at that.
1: Because they they probably cropped the uh, top and bottom for the Yeah, they might have just
2: done that just for the theater release to just crop off some of the top and yeah. bottom to make it uh, wider. But yeah, I'd be interested that's, to I see I mean, Aco the... did that. Yeah. Um, but Aco was always intended to be an OVA, and then we're like, holy shit, we can do a theater release. Right. And then they cropped it for being a theatrical, but... So it's stuff like that has been done, so I could definitely see that being the case for this.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know, Macross Plus, you like it?
2: Yeah, I I I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah.
1: I'm uh I'm interested uh, in rewatching it.
2: Yeah, it's uh I guess just time and familiarity have kind of uh, blunted its edge to me just out of you know, a joke is never funny the second time you hear it, kind of thing. Just of, I'm so familiar with it that, yeah, it's 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 had its impact, and it's kind of like, oh. yep, it's this, yeah. But it does still kind of like, still one once episode four hit, I was still like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's something to be said for repetition and really yeah. knowing what you're watching and getting into it, and um, I think of it more with music, like. The shit that I listened to when I was a teenager, those fucking Bob Dylan albums and the Who albums, I mean, I listened to those like fucking hundreds of (laughs) times. I mean, it was like I only had so many CDs and I was listening to music constantly. And so I know those incredibly well. And they're just like in my brain forever. Right. And I might actually like an album that I've heard in the last few years more, but I've only heard it like three times. Mm -hmm. And so it's just not in my brain, but I've been trying to listen to things. I realized, well, I'm living in this era where I can have all of my music on an iPod, but I can still pretend (laughs) that I only have (laughs) one CD in my car (laughs) and that's it. And so I've been doing that for, a while now, hmm. to get myself to know some of these newer things.
0: Yeah,
1: and like watching Nightbreed three times in a row like that was like, man, this is fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could watch Nightbreed like for the rest of the month. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was ready to watch it a fourth time. Oh uh, yeah, it's you know there's <laughs> something to be said for that repetition and really getting deep on something. So, uh, see you next week for Macross Plus, (laughs)
2: the Middle edition. edition.
1: All right. Well, yeah. I guess is that it. We got everything.
2: Yeah, I I think so. All right.
1: Well, um, signing off, audience. See ya.